0: Hi there, and welcome to a special Game 7 preview edition of the World Series of the RashCast with Jake and John. I'm Jake. And I'm John. And oh my god, what an incredible game to get us to what Game a 7. What ball game. I mean, that game had everything in my Stefan voice. This game had everything. It had, <laughs> I mean, it had homers, it had great pitching from Strasburg, it had a Terrible, terrible call from the ump that immediately got, you know, oaf- like didn't matter because of Anthony Rendon. I mean, this game is what you were hoping for the entire series, and it finally happened. It yep. was just, it just made up for all the crappy home games. This series has been, up to this point, it, it's featured maybe one good game in game one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's featured no home wins, which now, through six games, this is the first time that has ever happened that. No home team has won through six games in a in a World Series. Uh, and that sort of does something for the intensity. The crowd doesn't really get to respond. Uh, but to come out, the Nats scored three runs all, all of the home games of this series. And to come out and put up a seven spot in a game started by Justin Verlander, just, I mean, incredible. It's, I mean not just putting up the seventh spot but also Strasburg settling down and this is interesting Strasburg just said and this is something I talked about beforehand uh, before the um the, the series that Strasburg says Astros likely picked up on pitches tipping early so he can so he started shaking his glove when concealing grip I mean now he, I don't I don't know if that was really the problem the problem wasn't so much that the Astros were on his pitches as the two pitches that were hit hard in that first inning, the brand or the uh, Springer double and the uh, Bregman home run, they were fastballs right down the middle. I think even yes. if you don't know they're coming, you could still hit them out of the ballpark. No, they were neither of them were good pitches. But yes, I mean that's that's exactly what we we highlighted before game one as a key to this game. Uh, or the key to this series, could Strasburg avoid tipping his pitches? Could Strasburg react if it looked like the Astros were on his pitches? And, and boy, did Steven Strasburg react and change his game plan. Just an incredible performance. Yeah. And, I mean, this is this is why, I mean, because this quickly, I'm not going to bring it back up again. This is why we shut him down in 2012, so we'd have him today. Now, moving on past that... Yes, um, as I told you off-air, if anyone ever mentions the shut the shutdown again, I will sock them with a left hook. That's, oh, my God. Major League Baseball umpires just tweeted the correct call. Turner was not in the lane when he stepped towards the base. I knew that was going to happen. I knew they were going to tweet about it and, and double down on themselves. They're cops, man. What did you expect? They are such cops. Oh, but, my God. Uh, and, I mean... I think, according to the rules, probably that is correct. Steven, or, uh, Trey Turner was not, he was in fair territory. He was not in foul territory. He wasn't within that three foot line. But the problem with that is that the base runner has to run outside of a straight line to first base to get, I mean, if you are going to enforce that rule like that, you are going to have to do what they do in softball and put a second bag in foul territory right in the path of the base runner. There's nothing that Turner can do there. It's I mean, and he didn't interfere with, interfere with the ball. It was a bad throw to call that play in that moment when Turner is clearly not at fault. Is just no. It takes and inc- the throw took it to Turner. I mean, there's nothing Turner could do there. Exactly, and there's nothing. There's no place that Turner can run to, and no. it's just. To call that there is just, I mean, Sam Holbrook must have. I don't know. My favorite tweet of the night was Sam Holbrook's school of umpiring tweeting. What a great call from from Sam Holbrook! That's why his school is the best in the, the best in the world. <laughs> I just uh, and then and the Trey Turner going and yelling <laughs> at Trey Joe Torre. That was amazing. And the fact that, that the was amazing. listen, we we've criticized the Fox cameras and the Fox uh, broadcast a lot, but we haven't on air. But you know, it gets a lot of criticism. But for them to air Turner on the live mic there, I mean, that produced you know an indelible moment in World Series history. That was fantastic. Yeah, and now Joe Torre also doubling down on it too. Ugh, get bent. Yeah, I mean, Davey Martinez was really out of control for a bit when he was yelling at Sam Holbrook. Oh, poor Sam. That is just so Uh, sad for Sam. So Davey Martinez became the first umpire since... uh, Manager. Yes, that is what I meant. First manager. manager, He's Mr. Manager, and he's probably manager for life after this. Uh, But he became the first manager since, uh, since Bobby Cox, the 96 World Series, to get tossed out of the game. He is only... Uh, since Earl Weaver got tossed in 1969, there have only been, the, he became the eighth manager since 1969 to get tossed out of a world series game, by I the mean, way, that was completely the right move too. He oh to yeah. Absolutely. Had to get off. And luckily for, uh, for the Nats that, uh, Steven Strasburg made managing the rest of that game pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, when he came into the eighth inning at 97 pitches and went through two, three, four in the Astros' order in five to get to 102 pitches in the eighth, you thought, all right, that's, that's it for Strasburg. He's going to keep, I mean, or that's it for the pitching changes. Steven Strasburg is going to finish this game. They let him start the ninth, they gave him two pitches, he got one out, and then they took him out. And, and the interesting thing to me was that it didn't look like. Strasburg argued very much, so they must have told him something. Either Strasburg mm-hmm. was exhausted and out of gas, which it didn't look like he was, or they told him, Stephen, if we need an out from you tomorrow, you're giving us an out tomorrow. Uh, and, you know, the, the interesting tidbit, uh, I don't know how relevant it is. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, but Randy Johnson threw a 104 pitch a game six, and then came out and pitched the ninth inning and got the win in game seven of the 2001 World Series. The number of pitches that Steven Strasburg threw tonight is exactly 104. So so the good thing about Strasburg, though, tonight is that he went eight and a third, meaning that everyone's fresh for tomorrow. I mean, Doolittle pitched, like, what, 12 pitches yep. tonight? Um, and he, so he'll be available for at least an inning plus. Um, I mean, Corbin warmed up, but he'll be available tomorrow. Uh, Anibal, I, mean, I don't know how to use him in the bullpen, but Anibal has to be available tomorrow. So I think, and then you have Hudson. I think the plan for Anibal Sanchez. And remember, the Nats are starting Max Scherzer, coming off of what looked like a major injury three days ago. <laughs> I I can't believe he's good I, to go. I can't completely believe it. I completely believe it. It's Max Scherzer. I, I mean, I don't know how good to go he actually is. I don't think he would be honest. But the fact that he can raise his right arm is a pretty good sign. Uh, the fact that he can throw a baseball right. is a blessing. We, from we're God. talking about a guy who could not raise his right arm two and a half days ago. I don't know what it is that the Nats gave him in terms of drugs. But whatever it was, it's. It either should be or maybe is illegal. They should probably check the flight <laughs> logs, see if Mike Rizzo has taken any trips down to Mexico or any other country with lax drug laws. Uh, but, I mean, if you're the Nats, you're seeing Zach Greinke tomorrow in Game 7. Who you looked good against in in Game 3. I mean, you just couldn't get that big hit, but you definitely made him work a lot. Greinke has an ERA over 4.5 in, in the postseason, uh, both or just in general in the postseason career, uh, Scherzer has been very good this playoffs. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. And like I was saying, Anibal Sanchez is your fail-safe. Uh, he's on full rest. If Scherzer looks like he's faltering, that that's your fail-safe. If you need to pull Scherzer before you get, say, five innings. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, what they've said is that Scherzer is good to go for as long as he can. Uh, and, and looking at the bullpen, uh, he warmed up for really inexplicable reasons in the seventh inning, top of the seventh. Uh, he looked like he was able to go full bore. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, if Scherzer is Scherzer, you've got to feel pretty good about the Nats here in Game 7. Yeah, you gotta, and uh, that's just, it. Just sets you up so well. I mean, we were talking about this last night, and I don't know if anyone listened to last night. I wouldn't but, have. I mean, it was a combination of us being sad and exhausted. But last night's episode was so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember hearing, you know, listening to myself talk while, uh, while we were recording, and I was like, man, this is sad. I mean, I tried. I tried to be up. I mean, they, listen. First of all, that net scored. Three runs in three games at home. Three games It was. Home. And it was just depressing to yep. go to. Uh, but second of all, I mean, you thought Max Scherzer wasn't going to pitch. You thought even if they won tonight, which was a coin flip proposition at best, that mm-hmm. they were going to have Scherzer versus, or Granke versus uh, Sanchez tomorrow, which is not the ideal matchup. It's the one they lost in game three. Uh... You weren't feeling confident, but this day started mm-hmm. out with Paul Menhart going on Chris Russo's show and saying, if Max Scherzer is able to move, he will pitch. And he's able to move. And then you saw grainy tweets, spring training quality videos of, of <laughs> Max Scherzer going out and throwing and tossing lightly in the outfield. And then you get the stuff of a legend. Where Scherzer comes in and sees a group of reporters and says, I'm good with the look in his eye like he's a crazy person. I mean Yeah. I don't know that the Nats are going to win tomorrow. Uh I No, but this is the best you could ask ask for, like forever. Yeah. I mean to go to seven against this team to come back and to have Max Scherzer lined up together. To, to go, come back after that very disappointing three game set. On the road to score, to beat Justin Verlander. I know Verlander's 0-6 in, in World Series starts, but he's still very good. <laughs> to beat Justin Verlander, to knock him out before five innings are done, uh, and then to get eight and a third innings out of Steven Strasburg, who, by the way, has to be mentioned in, in the conversation as best playoff starter of this generation. Yeah, I mean, it's him and Bumgarner at yeah. this point. I mean, this this postseason alone, he set the record for most wins. He tied the record for most wins by a starter. And he's the only one who's a, pitched as a starter in all those games. Well, no. he That like is he won, not true. That he won. He won. Uh, obviously, he won the wild card game in relief. Well, that's right. That's but he, he, won, had, won. And he won wild card game in relief, and he has a no decision. Uh, so he's yeah. got that no decision in game five of the NLDS. But mm-hmm. listen... I wouldn't put it past them to come in tomorrow if the Nats need an out no, in a key spot. I, I think we can get him a batter or two. Yeah, I, I mean, it's game seven. You got all offseason to rest. could break him, but you break him for this point. He's got seven years now under his belt. You can break him. Yeah, well, I mean, Soto Voce, if you break him, he's less likely to opt out of that contract. But uh-huh. I'm not going to say that. Um, That's not why you would do it. No. I mean, this is this yeah, is the him. best chance the Nats may ever have to win a World Series. It comes down to one game, the last game of the season. It's all hands on deck. If he can lift his arm tomorrow, mm-hmm. he's available. Yes, and I, I want to talk about my favorite moment from tonight. And that was. Juan Soto. Wow! Excellent and pronunciation, John. I think you nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. It was Juan Soto and his big time, big boy home run. <laughs> and then he mocked, uh, mocked so, Alex Bregman, running his bat down to first base. That was such a big time have. To have, to <laughs> have so the great. presence of mind even think to do that in that kind of moment. Just, I mean, uh-huh. that is the most brilliant troll effort I've ever seen. Oh my god, that was ex- it was excellent. Was for great. the record, I've never seen Orton For the dead. record, was I upset when Bregman did what he did? Yes, but that's because he did it against my team. If I was a neutral objective observer, would I've been upset about it? No. It's it's, okay game the, also, no, no, no. It, it's game 6 of the No, no. It's game 6 of the World Series. If ever you're going to pimp a home run, when when you're <laughs> on the cusp of of winning the World Series, that's the time to yeah, do it. Yeah, this is fine. But it's ten times better when Juan Soto did it because it was he was just a brilliant of response. It was a response to him.: it was awesome. Yeah, that is a million times better than any beaning will ever be. Yep. Oh man, that was just such a big boy moment. It's just How is that only four four? Well, three? again, I will say this again. I think statcast is broken in Minute made Park. I I said this before: it's I broken. think that he hit that ball so high that maybe it makes sense at 4:14. I mean, it was a, a moonshot that landed in the second deck, but it was just gorgeous. I mean, early in the game, the Nets were seeing a ton of fastballs in the zone from Verlander, and it looked like they had a little bit of late life to them. Uh, and that's why the Nats were, even though they were poorly located, the Nats were popping them up, mishitting them. They weren't missing them. They were mishitting them. No. Uh, in the fourth and fifth, that fastball really flattened out. Uh, he threw a slider inside to Eaton. Uh, and, I mean, we got to talk a little bit about Eaton being a, you know, a surprise hero in this series. He's got two home runs. Uh, and then he threw a fastball up to Soto, and Soto just turned on it he, he got – He just turned and burned. I mean, that pitch is up and in. He missed that pitch earlier against Verlander in the first at-bat. Didn't miss it the second yep. time through. I mean, it's just – and then in that seventh inning, when the Nats – I mean, this is – this is the difference between this team and other playoff teams. Well, I don't want to say that. The Nats have caught a whole bunch of breaks in this playoffs. Uh, you know, if, the, if Michael A. Taylor gets drilled on the bat instead of the forearm, we're not even here today. Uh And there have been breaks from everything from unforced errors by managers to weird hops and bounces um, that have kept the Nats here. But today, they didn't get a break. Today, they got pretty well screwed by... Yeah, and apparently Tory said that that the the call was made because... um, uh, Turner interfered with Guriel's glove. Turner interfered with Guriel's glove because Guriel had to lean into Turner to the glove was on over first base. What do you want Turner to do? Just run I away? I don't know what it is that it, that that call gets even worse. I mean, I can sort of understand him blocking his vision. No, no, no. He that that is, and I will say this by letter the right call, but the letter of the rule is incredibly dumb, and to enforce it that way is just. There's nothing that Turner can do. If he has to run outside the bases there, he can't get to the bag. The bag is inside the baseline or, or inside fair territory, and the runner is not allowed to run straight for the bag. That seems to be, uh, I mean, it's just insane. It's impossible. Right, there's nothing that Turner can do. And if, again, if he if dives. that throw is online, Turner, A, may beat it out anyway, but B, he can't be called out for interfering. The only reason yeah. he got called for interfering is because the throw was bad and it tailed into the runner. That's a ridiculous, That's ridiculous but, call. But continue yeah, on your point. to continue, the Nats didn't get that break. They got pretty well screwed. But to come up and have Anthony Rendon against Will Harris, who is probably the best reliever the Astros have, uh, to put one into the Crawford boxes to give the Nats the runs that they should have had. Just, I mean, so impressive. Such a way to respond to adversity. Uh, I just, I cannot believe that they managed to, I mean, at that point, once that play was called the way it was, I thought, you know, I i thought doom. Uh, but the, the Nats were just... Resilient, they responded, and they earned themselves a game seven in this series. Yep. And Juan Soto right now, quote on MLB Network, on his bat drop. I saw Bregman do it, and I thought that's pretty cool. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> oh my god, terrific. Art. He's a he's a he's a legend. I mean, you gotta I, I wanna also talk about you know a little bit about Anthony Randon. I mean you're just talking about his big two run homer. But this is the kind of performance we've been waiting for all series um, from Rendon. Uh, he was hitting 200 before tonight, um, two RBI in the game two, but that's it from him. Uh, and he looked really he had some really bad at bats during the home stretch. And this is kind of what you needed in order you needed him to get right if you're going to win. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, three for five, uh, three for four, uh, home run, five RBI. Uh, not three for 5 I was right the first time. Um, it's just exactly what the performance you you need your stars to step up, and your two, three, four hitters tonight had all your runs, and you know they were great tonight. And so that's a really encouraging sign going forward. You know the bottom of the order still struggled. Uh, I'm on team start Taylor over Robles. Tomorrow, I agree, especially because you don't lose anything on defense, and Taylor's just really looked. He's a postseason hero. Um. That's just what he does. Yeah, I, I think, given what Robles is giving you, given that Robles has looked slow running the bases, uh, just go with the guy who's been hot. You've got to ride the hot hand. And, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, I think that's the only change I make to the lineup tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Maybe you start – I mean, I don't know if I'd start Suzuki. Yeah, uh, they're going to start Suzuki. They'd start Suzuki, but I don't know. Gomes is giving you better at bats this series. He had the hit tonight. If Scherzer um, wants Suzuki, he, Scherzer's getting Suzuki. That's true. Uh, um, I think Scherzer is the pitcher who's least likely to be affected by Suzuki's lack of framing skills. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would start Gomes, but Suzuki, or Scherzer has credited Suzuki for. His game calling ability—I I don't take that as an insult to Gomes, but if if Scherzer wants Suzuki, Scherzer gets Suzuki. I mean, you, you need to mm-hmm. maximize that pitching performance. I mean, yeah. Um, but you know, besides that, the lamps can be the same. I mean, keep Cabrera, and Cabrera has been great defensively. I mean, he made some really tough plays tonight. That bare hand play in the eighth was really. Yeah, sick I can't play. believe they managed to I get didn't... Altuve there. Yeah, that was a really good play. So I, um, I've uh, been really impressed with him defensively. He didn't look that great offensively tonight, although he hit Cranky really well in Game Three, and so you have to keep him, keep him on, um, keep him going. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about is thank God Davy Martinez is still alive. Yeah, <laughs> guy had a heart attack a month ago. I I cannot. I mean, I have never seen. Any Nats manager get that heated. I mean... It, it, no, he, he shot two tackles. He got to the line. Yeah. And almost punched the... I earth. mean, and they... Because it's a World <laughs> Series game, they were willing to give him a whole bunch of rope. They let him yell at them mm-hmm. during the review. They, they let him come out and argue for a good long while. But once he shed Chip Hale that second time, they couldn't keep him in the game. No. You had an objective. I mean... I don't blame them for rejecting him, <laughs> but that was—I mean, I—he had a lot of pep in his step. Yeah, I, I just—I mean, we were all not wrong to say what we said about Davy Martinez in May, but nope. The way that he has managed the series, the the way, the fire that he's shown, that he's gotten his team to show, this this game was so impressive. From a, mm-hmm. from a standpoint of just being able to respond to adversity. The Nats take a 1-0 lead in the game, and then they get punched in the mouth. It's 2-1. They keep it close. Strasburg just shuts down, I mean, from that Bregman home run. I mean, that second and third one-out situation with Altuve and, uh, and Brantley. Um, Brantley coming mm-hmm. up. I mean, the way he just mowed down Jose Altuve. Altuve has two strikeouts in the series. Both of them huge. I mean, the way that he mowed down Altuve was he threw three consecutive breaking balls. Yeah. I mean, he just went to his – he knew when to ditch the fastball and just go – He fast. went – I mean, Altuve Man. stands pretty far off the plate. Throwing a changeup inside to him can be a pretty scary proposition. Uh, mm-hmm. He went curveball first pitch, changeup inside for strike two, and then he struck him out with a curveball. I mean, it was just fantastic sequencing. After he threw the curveball for a strike and then a changeup in to move him off the plate to go curveball in the dirt there, it's just, it's brilliant. There was nothing else to could do. Uh, and then yeah. shout out to the Nats shifting uh, that Brantley single or that Brantley ball looked like a single off the bat, but they had a man right there uh, and and that was a great pick by Turner too. I mean, that's a yeah, but I mean, even more than that, the Nats did not shift aggressively this entire no. season, at least the regular season, and they have been shifting aggressively in the postseason, which is a weird way to play it, and it's a weird way to play Michael Brantley, who's a guy who can spray the ball to all fields, but yeah, it worked works. fantastically. It's worked off Brantley this entire series, uh, and, and with the exception of. One ball to uh off the bat of David Freeze that cost them Game Three of the NLDS. It's really worked all all postseason long. So I mean, you worry about playing players out of position in a way that they haven't played all season long, but they haven't seemed to struggle with it. They've done really, really well. Uh, Mm-hmm. the Nats know when to play for the marginal advantage. Uh, and if you're going to do it, playoffs is the time to do it. So they've, they've changed the way that they've managed, uh, and it's worked out. Yeah. So I think that's it for us uh, for game for our Game 7 preview and Game 6 recap. Um, but what a game, what a night, what a season. Um and I I just can't believe this is we're playing the last game the last possible game of the season October thirtieth two thousand and nineteen and the Nats are still playing baseball. I can't we're playing on um, the day before. It's Halloween. amazing. That's crazy. Uh, I mean if if the Nats win tomorrow, obviously we will be back at you with World Series recap podcast. Uh, World Series win recap podcast. If they lose tomorrow, I think we're gonna let uh let ourselves uh mourn for a little while uh but well i don't know i i can't be upset no they've they've taken this series to game seven it's an incredible achievement uh and i mean all you can ask is to have max scherzer on the mound for game seven of the world series so uh i mean you have to they've set themselves up as best as possible and i'll take you out on this quote from steven strasberg greg M. Singer. To Strasbourg, are you available tomorrow night for Game Seven? Strasbourg with a slight smirk. You take it one day at a time. Yeah, uh, I feel like if the Nets are in it, we're going to see Stephen Strasburg tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll hopefully see you tomorrow night. Hopefully, let's go, Nets.